0: okay we are live episode 90 I shit you not I've got Sean Riley dude products I've got michaela Shuffman symbiotic PR time to sit on the throne
1: <laughs> what's up mark
0: you know what's up is 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 absolutely. Nada, except this. I'm excited about this episode. Uh, We've been following each other. We're going to get right into this. We're talking shit. We're going to talk shit. We're talking shit or we're going to... Either way, uh, over under on that word is 25. uh, And I think we're at four or five now. (laughs) Give
1: us the story about Dude. When did it start? Uh, 2012 was when we took... uh you know, our first product in. So that's when we loaded our first four pallets into our spare bedroom and said, you know, how the hell are we going to uh, move these things and get an ass white business uh, off the ground? Ass-wipe businesses.
0: Uh, probably not the prettiest thing uh, as far as aesthetics uh, and or commentary, but there is definitely a need. Uh, and you have showcased that. What was it? What made you guys... Uh, yourself and some, I guess, maybe some roommates come up with this?
1: You know, the classic uh, building something that we had a need for. So we were, you know, guys right after college on the go a lot, you know, drinking a lot, eating burritos a lot, kind of that, that sort of lifestyle. And we were using baby wipes in the apartment like crazy. And when we were at the office doing the nine to five thing, you had to use that scratchy toilet paper. So we said, you know, there's got to be a small little product we could make, we could take with us so we could have a fresh ass wherever we go. And that was just the genesis of the idea of the dude wipe. It's obviously grown uh, it, and evolved from a product aspect there, but, you know, just solving our own need and having that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, we wanted to get a business done. We wanted to launch something. And, you know, that was our best idea at the time. Fresh ass people. Fresh ass, he said. Uh, (laughs) Um, What goes in must come out, you know? What goes in must come out. I
0: (laughs) I wanted this to keep going in so many ways. Um, In that category, just if I think about toilet paper like a Charmin, right? People have to understand the magnitude, the size of the market, because It's one of those things everybody uses, right? So when you, and let's move it forward from 2012, 2013, 14, what was it that maybe triggered where you said there probably is something bigger than
1: just, you know, our old apartment here that, that we started this out of? Yeah, I mean, as much of a product idea was, and kind of the hypothesis of the toilet paper is, you know, $7 billion in the US. And if we can get people to change to these wipes, you know, there's just whatever, tons of opportunity. But the brand was something, you know, we were real passionate about. and, And we were kind of a brand first company. Like that was the first thing we thought about that we lived and we breathed. And the Dude Wipes brand was supposed to be fun, blunt, humorous, like talking to one of your buddies. And very early on, we saw that. We saw how people would interact to the packets and pass them around and joke around, oh, check out this dude wipe. And we just, so like we saw this word of mouth virality and that gave us confidence very early on, actually making money and building the company. You know, that took longer than we thought, but we never had a confidence issue um, in the brand and the idea. Mm-hmm we just had to figure out how to execute without experience you know yeah I mean I,
0: I can imagine uh, dudes in a room talking shit not talking shit but talking shit Talk, you know and anyway um, and, uh, and and, and the, but but the re, but the reality of it what you have as far as even the name is is powerful I mean the brand in itself, And it being exactly what it is, it's almost like if it were something else and people would resonate with the word dude, it still wouldn't be what this is or what was about to happen with what you're saying, which is like the virality of it. You know, people, it's often people forget this, like the ones that worked were that thing where they were making these offhanded jokes, right? And then, and then it spread, and like people would start like you know using it. So I, I love that story, and I can see it without even knowing you and watching that actually play out. I can see it in my own head.
1: Now, well, think about it this way, Mark: like we're selling toilet paper. We're the first brand ever in a hundred years to ever even use the word ass or shit or butt or talk about what this product is there to use for and how it's supposed to make your life better. So it's just like we completely kind of came at the industry in a way it never ever been, you know, come at before. And people found that refreshing. And, you know, obviously early on, it was a small niche of people that found it refreshing. And then as we refined the brand and expand the product and everything, you know, there's just more and more people out there who want to have, you know, kind of real connections and emotions with their brands. But wipe and refreshing, those are three
0: key words I just pulled out of there and it made me feel good. I don't don't know who's out there. You know, the 25 people that are going to watch this, I hope that made you feel good. But I'm going to say one more thing. You did also just hit on the fact that you did solve a problem. You know, that is the main thing here. It's one thing if you have a brand, you might have this innovative product. It's a good idea, but you do have to solve a problem. It doesn't matter what category you're in. And it just so happens you were solving a big one. Um, and 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 as you can, you know, you're showcasing now. Let's jump ahead. 16 or 17, 2016 or 17, are you just building up more and more inventory and finding distribution
1: points? And if so, where was it? Where were you finding the success? Yeah. So, you know, we built the success on Amazon. because um, obviously that's a free marketplace where the consumer makes up their minds and there's no gatekeepers. And so We just kept reinvesting in there and and being an early innovative brand there and and growing in that toilet paper category. And then some of our first big customers was like Kroger on the brick and mortar side in 2015. And, you know, we were able to go to them and say, Hey, listen, you know, we're, we're on track to, you know, make a million dollars on Amazon this year. You know, people are liking our product in your toilet paper, in the toilet paper aisle on there. Why don't you give us a shot in store? So, so we started getting, you know, some key accounts like Kroger, um, and then we got Walmart a few years later, and we just kept it really focused, you know, as you're always preaching um, on the category, hey, we want to be in the toilet paper aisle, we want to be this innovator, we want to take care of those existing customers, grow them, and then go grab the next one and the next one. So, you know, just year after year, um, we just kind of kept doubling the business, you know, plus or minus by growing existing customers and then getting that key new account sort of deal.
0: I saw this number and you could just confirm it. I I want to say like $20 million on Amazon. Is that what you sell on there?
1: Can we? Uh, Yeah, that was, I think I posted something about that. That was like what we did last year on Amazon. And, uh, you know, obviously there was a toilet paper shortage going on, but I, I can tell you we are on track to beat that number this year. So, It's a real it's a real category that people want to stick around with and stick around with our brand. I I want to say something that has to
0: be confirmed. And hopefully those that are watching are going to shake their head in affirmation. This isn't just for dudes. I'm sorry. Um, Now, I'm going to give you a freebie. I already know you already called it out. I'm waiting for the dudette line coming out. The dudette line, that's a royalty-free offering. Royalty-free offering for being on the show. And you get it, you get a bag of snacks. And Michaela, I got that's you. A but come on, but but I bet, I don't know if you have data, because it's a little harder, especially Amazon's top on data, but you probably have a good amount of women who are buying the product too, and not just for their house, but they're a user too.
1: Yeah, absolutely man. I mean, you know, we define a dude as as a fun-loving person who doesn't take life too seriously. And so, those are people who like to vibe with our brand. If you're not one of those people, you know, if you're a negative person and you don't like to have fun, like you're probably going to buy a different brand of butt wipes. But really our brand just attracts those those kind of people and we see all walks of life come into it. Um so yeah. You know, we're, we're staying focused on, on the brand right now. Um, but of course, you know, we think of other ideas and and extensions and stuff like that, but, but we see a lot of people just rallying around our community just based on that fun. Fun is the one word for our company. So, so that's what it boils down to. And, and obviously anyone can have fun, you know, I hope so. Are you having fun out there? <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, where we're at today with, with your type of business as far as scaling to where it is you know you need capital i don't know where you are did you guys uh, just purely reinvest did you have to get some outside capital because when you get to those numbers you need money you know people don't recognize it's not just necessarily if you're in brick and mortar you need a lot of money to support partnerships promotion and the like but even if you were direct to consumer you need money just operationally, the flow of the operation. When you're selling 20 million in product, you need to you need to make 20 million in product, right? So, give us a little bit, if you can, of what capital uh, was was required and how you got that.
1: Yeah, I mean, capital for us uh, is pretty much you know we bootstrap the early years, so just running super lean and just flipping inventory, not much of a marketing budget, not much of a personnel budget. Um, you know, we were able to grow and, and, you know, at kind of the right pace. Uh, and then we did a deal with Mark Cuban on the Shark Tank. Um, and that was during our first million dollar year. So that, you know, we ended up uh, getting around 300 grand from him. Uh, and, and to date, that's the only capital from an investor that we've taken. So, you know, we've had one seed round, you could call it before that was bootstrapped. And and after that, it's just been about growing the right way, you know, not not raising money to go, you know, buy fake customers on Facebook and stuff like that, like growing organically. Our customers are real. Our growth is real and and working hard with the banks, you know, here in Chicago to kind of grow our loans like organically, you know, the right way that's that's awesome you know it's funny I' only, I forgot
0: that you were on there I mean that just goes to show you like I I actually I talk about organically like I liked you and your brand organically on a social platform I almost forgot you were on there and even better I love that story the fact that it's ba- basically got capital from s- somebody who's fairly well known curious is he <laughs> right. still in, is he still involved I, I think I remember seeing him post about it once but like do do you get it one call uh, A quarter with him if you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very, very accessible. I mean, obviously, we're one of the more successful companies, you know, that he's had to date. So he's more about having fun, you know, with the brand and and getting updates and providing kind of strategic, you know, do's and don'ts along the way. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was like six years ago now. So, you know, early on, you know, they're a little bit more hands on trying to, you know, help you scale and stuff like that. Uh, But the kind of the point we're at now, it's like a strategical sort of, you know, fun board member sort of, you know, uh, relationship.
0: I want to go back to the capital piece and just I'm going to make a reference here because some people may not recognize what you had said. He was talking about local banks and, and most would be like, well, I can't get a local bank. I can't. That's very true. Most can't. If you were a startup or you're in early stages and maybe you're even doing a million or two million, you don't have... Uh, cash flow, your business isn't operating on that level yet. You probably aren't going to get it unless you're personally guaranteeing in the light. But when you scale and if you have the success that that Sean and the team uh, has had, you can walk into the bank and they'll give you a line of credit. And you're just using the line up and down. You know, you're using it. You're paying it back. Yeah. You're it, you're paying it. And as your business grows, so will the partnership with the bank. Uh, And it's just for people just to get
1: get that take uh, as far as what you were saying. No, that's that's a great point. And just to build off that, like our first line was for 25 grand. you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get a big line at first, but then once you use it, pay it back, they grow it. Then they look at your sales, they grow it. So just get a relationship locked in no matter how small it is, because then you're within the family and now you're updating them and working on growing it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right. To close this out, I'm interested you get with your team, you, you guys have your business. It's been growing. Where do you go in the next 12 to 24 months without specifics, but you guys get rally up and you go, this is our plan. Where would you like to see dude in the next 12 to 24 months? Really?
1: We just, our main goal is to get more SKUs and existing customers. So, you know, over the years, you know, we built out big distribution, but that might be one SKU here, two SKUs there. We got a a lot of good SKUs and bigger packs. So, um, you know, focusing on what's working and continuing to grow that is is priority number one for us. And then, you know, we have some big go gets. You know, we want to do and um, you know build out the team more and stuff like that. But uh, you know, we think there's just a ton of opportunity. You know, just to increase consumption and get more people on board with our brand without landing, you know, one single new door. And that's something I tell people all the time is don't, you know, drown in opportunity. Like there's usually a lot of opportunity that you're currently, you know, servicing that you could be doing a better job of. I love it, man.
0: And yeah, you know, at some point you and I need to put that seltzer idea together. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do doing that, doing those flavored seltzer. I mean, you know, anyway, that, we'll talk about that later. Great minds think alike on that one, huh? <laughs> uh, Good stuff, Sean. All right, Michaela.
2: Hey. Let's hey. talk PR.
0: Let's talk PR. Okay. And I stopped using the SH word. It, I just I didn't want to do it anymore. You can no, drop it. We I, can just I, put I the use, little I, emoji. I don't use foul language, and so it, it, as, as 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 it felt good. I'll admit it, it felt good. I was like, I can't, I don't wanna do it anymore. Anyway, Michaela, let's it's go. It's okay,
2: I'm not judging you. It's, I'm from Jersey, <laughs> it's very normal. I'm used to it, yeah. So, um, symbiotic public relations really kind of started um, in the last three to four months. I actually had a background in venture capital, um, worked in Israel, did that, loved it. Um, realized that as much as Department of Defense and agrotech is super interesting, I really like food. And I really like kind of getting into those crunchy niche industries. And so I realized, okay, maybe I should kind of pivot and look into CPG. And so I got kind of involved and started researching and kind of came across all these different companies. And I didn't know about, you know, a lot of organic or sustainable or biodegradable and stuff like that. And so I dived into that, started kind of picking apart and realized as an entrepreneur, I was able to work with people that. I genuinely liked and I agreed with. And working in other agencies and with different people, I realized that what I wanted to have in my own boutique agency was to to provide authenticity and people who are genuine. And I think the worst thing you can have is working with someone who isn't on that same vibe, isn't in the same wavelength as you because it takes a lot of trust to give someone your brand and for them to understand the messaging. And so with dude products, this is like super up my alley because it's like, you're, you know, attracting people who obviously use the word dude. And so it's definitely a specific demographic because it's people who are actually going to use the products. They care, you know? So I think it's really important, especially in this industry is finding that niche and those right people who understand and can connect with you. And so that's kind of what I've dived into doing with my boutique agency.
0: I like you. Well, we're going to put that info up over there, Michaela. And we're going to put that info over there, Sean. Great episode. I had fun with this one, which is what I like to do. Enjoy the rest of the week.
2: Bye.